Welcome to Well Said, a podcast produced by the Well Community Church and hosted by Mary Graham and Tori Mayo. Our desire is to equip you with the knowledge and confidence to apply a biblical perspective to current topics while building and strengthening connections around our church. Join us as we explore how our faith intersects with the world around us. Well, well, well. Come on. Here we are. What's up? Oh my gosh. How are you? I'm so excited. Yeah? I'm so nervous. <laughs> and I'm so excited. You're on stage all the time though. Why are you nervous? But I, yeah, I was, so I was joking with Austin. We were setting this up and like line checking of like, hey, can I just sing instead? Like, uh-huh. can I just sing this conversation? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it feels different. It, it does feels feel weird. different. It feels like we're back in the guy to gathering. It does. Which was in your house. That's That was in true. her living room. I don't that's, know if you asked That's true. It was. It's yeah. different though. Yes. A little yeah. quieter, a little smaller. Yeah. The world is somewhat right. Uh-huh. Again, uh-huh. in God. small ways. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we're doing a podcast. Come on. Yeah. This is your idea. It it was. Yeah. I did not intend to be speaking on it. Okay. Uh, but here I am. Yeah. The Lord does what the Lord does. You're a great communicator, so. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So super cool. One of the ways we're going to start this whole thing is that our hope is that listeners would submit icebreakers because mm. one of my favorite things about community groups is like the icebreakers, right? So like at our church, we meet throughout the week in community groups and we get to know people. And one of the things is that we do icebreakers. So mm. Tori, you have obviously been in many community groups. A lot of them, yes. And heard many great and many really terrible uh-huh. icebreakers. So I want to know what is one of your favorite icebreakers that you've heard? That's a great question. Through the years. Uh, it's funny. I actually really don't like icebreakers. I know. That's why I'm making you do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I often like tried to skip over them. Uh, the best one that I've probably ever heard was actually one recently uh, there was somebody that said, hey, if your life, current life, mm-hmm. was reflective of a certain roller coaster or like ride, Whoa. what would that be? And it was a really good, because you know, it's kind of a, yeah, right? It's kind of a good, like, it could be fun, it could be silly, but there's probably going to be some level of depth in there where it's yeah. like, I feel like I'm dropping right now. And, and all of a sudden, somebody's vulnerable, like, Here's why I'm dropping. And, okay. Well, I feel like I'm like on an up, right? Like, Interesting. So it's like fun and immediately vulnerable and kind of breaks us in. So that was my favorite Okay, one. well, you've heard that before. So what's your answer? Um, oh, well, man. give me time to think. My current answer, <laughs> Lord. Uh, my current answer is, you know, I'm actually at this recording. This is my second week back from yeah, yeah. my sabbatical. So I feel like my, my answer would be... Um, Okay, so I went to Universal Studios over sabbatical, Ooh. and we rode this Jurassic Park ride. Of, I don't remember the specific name of okay. the ride, but it was like the Velociraptor sort of thing. thing. Um, and it was one of my more favorite rides I've ever really because like, you like love on. roller coasters. I love roller coasters. So why was a dinosaur ride? I know, yeah. Well, it was fast, <laughs> okay. and it had like thirty different turns and. And I feel like that's what the season of my life is going to be, where it's mm. like, it'll be fun, it'll be fast, it'll be a lot of different turns and like unexpected things in the midst of it. Maybe some waiting mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get there, right? It was like yeah, an hour yeah, yeah. and a half wait. It's a long time. Yes. Um, yeah. 
So how philosophical that answer was. That was really good. I feel I feel good about that. I feel that good was about well that. Said. That's a come on. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Trying to feel it out. You know, Wait, where okay, does so it what's fit? Your where does what's it your go? answer? I that's so hard, but I think I should come back to like one of my favorite roller coasters. So when I was in school in Waco, uh, my dad came and got me and we went on a date. And mm. we went to ride a roller coaster and we went on the Titan and there was like no one there. And so we rode it over and over and over again. And you've got that like really big drop and like you're enjoying it. And then towards the end, there's that like spiral that just like mm. goes down and down and down. And you're like, oh, this is fun. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't see. And then you like come out and it like ends and you're like, whoa, let's do it again. And I feel like that's been like our season. Yeah. Like lately, like last year was that. It's like mm. we're on this really, really great big high and like all of these really great things are like going. And then it starts like going down and you're like, oh, this is intense. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm out of mm. control, spinning, losing sight of everything. But then it comes out all right and you mm. want to go again. Come on. You know? That's a bar. Yeah. That's good. That kind of teased us into I, our, I, right? that kind our topic of today, right? Look yes. at you. See, Look. you're natural. I hey. told you. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Okay. So what are we, what are we thinking about in part? What are we yeah. doing with the podcast and maybe yeah. 30 seconds there? And then cool. what are we talking about today? Yeah. So the idea of this podcast really came from like our church and this remembrance of it being small and so well connected and well known. And now we've like blown up. Mm. And so sometimes it feels like if you're not in relationship with someone doing this or that or whatever, like you don't really know what's going on in some ways. And so um, there's also just like a lot of topics that we talk about from the stage that we preach about, but we don't get to live that like practical mm. life piece yeah, of like, yeah. man, but what does this look like? Like, how does this play out? Like, where does the gospel live in our life? Mm. And so the hope is to like experience that, to like bring in some guests that are like a part of our church and celebrate these really amazing things that are going on. We want to check in with like Juhan and Josh mm. and how they're doing, but also like talk about some uncomfortable things. Like we talk all the time about what it means to fight for community. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that today. Come on. I'm excited. Yeah, Between I'm excited. you and me. I love it. Title of the episode, friends, yes. wounds, but the power of the gospel. Come on. So, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Okay, so jump in. So I know that, so for listener, we have a pretty long history. relationship. Yeah, we have a lot yeah. of history together. Been both serving in ministry for a long time, literally mm -hmm. on staff, but then also just as friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally like, like by each other. Mm-hmm like physically living three Just streets true, true. from each yep, other, yep. right? Uh, and so a lot of friendship, a lot of, and you talk about the spiral of last year, even with the, 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 the roller coaster theme. And I love that because we, even our relationship, our yeah. friendship was a part of that spiral a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I know, obviously talked about this pre-show, but like the, the opportunity for us to be able to actually practice what we say we care about as a staff team and like mm -hmm. fighting for community was one of the things that last year was most um, healing, I would mm. even say for me in mm -hmm. the midst of a lot of the hardship of the year of like having another situation that kind of created some potential for a lot of fracture. Yeah. And instead, I think, had this really beautiful balance of like, friendship and even like male female relationship yeah, and yeah. even all these different like components most important important component being that of the gospel 
And so I, I'm excited to talk about it because I feel like there was just so many lessons or so many golden nuggets in the midst of yeah. all of that. And so, yeah, maybe like walk us in because I feel like just to honor you even mm-hmm. before you start sharing the story, the reason that there was so much reconciliation that was able to be had was in a lot of, a lot of the reason was because of your effort. Mm. It was because of your obedience to the gospel, even your belief in what Christ has to offer. And so, yeah. So like walk us through like yeah, some of that story. and Yeah. Crazy. I'll kind of chime in if and where needed, but I yeah. feel like you let out really well. So Thanks. I want you to lead out on the story. Yeah. So context. Yes. Tori and I have known each other for 2016. Mm-hmm. Lived three streets apart, community group together, marriage group when you were still doing marriage group. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So there's a friendship. There's a working relationship. There's a pastoral relationship, mm-hmm. which can make some muddy waters. And a lot of that was like- I discipled Scott for a while. That's right. And we met together yes. probably two or three That's years. That's my husband, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And last year was like a giant ball of chaos mm. for everyone, I think. Um, you know, if you've been at our church, you've heard some of this before, but if you have not, or we're not at our spiritual warfare sermon, you may not have heard of like the laundry list. So let's like set the backdrop. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like without that context, it's like, oh, okay. But like, this was a significant yeah. impact on not just your life, also my life, also our staff life, people in our church. Yeah. And, you know, starting last summer, I feel like is when it all unraveled with like, we lost several staff members, um, which caused roles to shift. Like I am a part-time employee of our church. I'm a part-time stay-at-home mom. And I took on a full-time role, my part-time role and my other part-time role. So like two full-time jobs. Yeah, yeah. Now we're sitting on my plate with like doing worship and things like that. And you ended up taking what, like 15, (laughs) 18, 20, 29 Probably more like two or three, but it felt like 15. (laughs) On top of seeing people unravel Mm -hmm. and like the shepherd that you are needing to step in and care. Mm. And you're the only pastor on staff Mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. Like by the time everyone had left and God had done his sifting, like, that's you crazy. were you were it. Yeah. You and the elders were mm-hmm. like shouldering a ton of things and there was so much, you know, in God's graciousness when sin comes to light, it is freeing, but oftentimes like that light reveals more than we thought mm-hmm. was buried Say underneath. That. Yeah. And so, you know, something as small from last year as like you know kind of what started our even our whole like unraveling was like you forgot to tell me something. Mhm in the midst of like woundedness and hurt and trying to operate in this like crazy world and things are happening. It's like the perfect storm for Satan to like deceive and destruct. And so the first light I think that was shown was the fact that you had like forgotten to tell me something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let me just, uh, cause that could sound like, okay, wow, big deal. Get yeah, over it. Yeah, right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the, it wasn't just, I forgot to tell you something. I promised yeah. that I would tell you something and then I didn't. And so it wasn't just, I forgot. I broke a promise. I broke. And so within that, it's like, yes, I forgot. But what I'm really doing at that moment is kind of forgetting about you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, That's definitely what it felt oh, I like. forgot to say this thing. It's like, hey, like you promised me that you would communicate this to me when it mm-hmm. came about. And, and you didn't. And for context, I know that we want to be honoring. So we won't go yes. into what specifically I forgot to tell you, but it yes. was a significant like... It had major implications yeah. for my personal life, for my emotional life, for my spiritual life, for my job, 
And you found out about it in front of like 30 people. Yeah, which I had. And elders. I pretty much had a panic attack Mm -hmm. when it happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the middle of a staff meeting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which was embarrassing, but also, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was what it was. So, and I think, yeah, like the light was shown in and I... I'm a person who like, I don't sit well with dissension. Mm. I just, like it happens in my marriage all the time. Like I can feel when Scott is upset and I'm like, I can't function, Mm. cannot function. And I think that's like a unity thing that just, it matters to me. And so I can't remember if it was that day. I think it was, was it that day or was it the next day? Mm -hmm. The same day you're like in your office and I remember busting in and I'm just like, I'm like like trying not to cry. And I'm so mad Mm -hmm. at you. God, Mm -hmm. I was so mad at you. Mm -hmm. After all this time of like, I asked for one simple thing. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. I had, you know, I knew that like my problems and what was going on was not, it was important. It was not as important, but it was not as important as everything else that was going on in our church. Mm, and so mm. it was like this one small thing that I needed from you. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't give it to me. And mm-hmm. I was so, I was so mad, you know, to give more context, like in this whole season, like I started counseling, like I was struggling with not just what was happening at our church, but like motherhood in general. Like mm-hmm. I had, when everything went down, I had an eight month old. Yeah, And like, Becca is a very particular child and is um really likes her schedule and she sounds a lot like me and so Mm -hmm. the whole yes so I just there was so much going on and I needed one thing from you and I walked into your office and I remember I was like you just took a baseball bat to my face Uh and I like sat down and just started crying Uh (laughs) and you like I could like see it in your face as you realize like oh gosh Mm -hmm. like this is this is not good. Mm. This is not good. And but one of the things through everything that I think has meant the most in our relationship, and I think this could be true of anyone who um, comes to you, is that we you let us come, mm. and like you you left the door open. Mm. Like that was the first time, but then there was like another time where like hey like we saw hey like there, my reaction to this small thing revealed this like depth of so much more brokenness Mm. outside of a relationship that like literally set our friendship on fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we had another meeting and like, I just remember kind of sharing my story and feeling comfortable though, to like say these things that I knew would wound you Mm -hmm. for the sake of truth and for like really wanting to fight for community. Mm -hmm. And instead of justifying yourself in light of the fact that you could have, I mean, if, I mean, not just like what happened then, but like even in previous times past of like, Mm, mm. you know, things have just, it's ministry, it's messy, people are messy and you could have defended yourself. And instead you like weeped with me. Mm -hmm. You like saw the brokenness that I was experiencing. Mm. You saw your part in it and you like weeped Mm. with me, which was, so overwhelming mm. and such a good way to mm. like feel, feel the truth of that. Um, yeah, I love it. I've been doing a lot of research for this mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and uh, for an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about some pretty racy things. Mm. And uh, I read Be the Bridge for that. And what does she, one of the things she says is true forgiveness, reparative forgiveness can be experienced only when we first make space to feel the weight of grief, 
mourning and lamentation, and then in the face of it all, offer forgiveness. Mm. So I feel like there was a really long season of us sitting in grief and lamenting with one another Mm. and not shying away from our own faults or our own flaws in terms of what had happened. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, as you tell that story, it's like, okay, there are multiple elements there that I think are really important to almost like zone in on. Mm-hmm. And so a part of it, just to even honor you is like, hey, like blessed are the wounds of a friend, but profuse mm-hmm. are the kisses of an enemy. Oh, Proverbs 27 verse. says, yes. right? And so it's like, okay, you could have at that moment not come to me with, and I was I was completely aloof. It wasn't like I was like, I don't feel like telling Mary. I'm not so really, true. I to your point, I had 7,000 things on my mind, on my plate. I had literally just forgotten. But for you, that's that's rightly like wound. It's like, man, you asked me for one thing. Like you were shifting up your entire role. You were double dutying, triple dutying, quadruple dutying on a <laughs> lot of different things. You had to step into some really hard seasons yeah. in light of all that is happening, stepping into things that you didn't want to do for the sake of our church and for the sake of me even, mm-hmm. both kind of corporately and just personally. And you'd ask me for like one thing and it's like, okay, so I, I forget this. And I forget it, uh, not not justifiably so, but like understandably so. Mm-hmm. Like yes. there's, there's 4,000 yes. things, right? But for you, it's like, okay, so there's this like tension and rather than you like walking away and being like, oh, like whatever, or like either believing the worst, like Troy doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I asked for one thing and then he doesn't and creating a story or contrarily kind of believing the best of like, oh, I'm sure he just forgot. But that actually like being really hurtful, you can't just kind of like, oh, whatever, I'm sure it's okay. Like that sort of situation right? because of how hurtful it was. And, you know, you said you almost had a, a panic attack or kind of did in some ways. It was clearly something was going on. Mm-hmm. So then just to like walk away as if nothing happened. That would have been so awkward almost. It would have yeah. been so clearly something happened, but apparently we're not close enough to be able to talk about it. So whatever. And it's like any other option I think becomes in some ways, I would even argue like an anti-gospel option mm, where mm. it's like either you can believe the worst and kind of create lies. Right, that's right. what Satan does. And that's what we're tempted to do often. Or you can kind of like believe the best in this like cheap grace sort of sense. Yes. And that remain is not wounded. The gospel. And, and let remain it fester, wounded. Right. And let it destroy you. Yes. Which is what we so often do. So often do. And then our relationships are fractured and we don't really know why. Yes. But it's like, man, we've never done that work. And it was work, right? It like was you came to my work. office. <laughs> and not in a weird way, but it's like we both had five thousand things we had to do. Yeah. But we sat there for three hours the first time. That's right. And walked through like, hey, here's all of this stuff. And I think that you were honoring even in the Mm. ways that you called out areas of hurt. Mm. Like, hey, you hurt me, Tori, but I want to honor you even in the midst of this. But I'm also going to be truthful about why this hurt, why it felt like a baseball bat to <laughs> my face, which is literally what I you said. I don't even like baseball. <laughs> I don't know where that came, but that's, uh, just, that's what it felt like. And totally. And it's like, <clears throat> and there was this, there was this fighting for relationship mm-hmm. that I think is really significant, and that is really uh, often we don't see that. And, and here's what I'm getting with this: it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we kind of speak these fighting for community sort of 
philosophical, almost ethereal yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, let's fight for community. It's so it great. It's so important so cool, and easy. Right? It, not only does it sound easy, it sounds really like, oh, yeah, that's like cute. It sounds mm-hmm. cute. Almost trite at times. Mm. But then to actually do that, like to fight, it's like, no, we kind of fought. Yeah. It started off as a negative fight, and then it turned into a fighting in a positive way towards like genuine reconciliation to where I would have never been able to actually confess and repent where I had fallen short had you not brought that truth up to me. And because you brought it up in an honoring but in a truthful way, I was able to say, you're right. Like that wound that you're feeling is a right feeling. Mm -hmm. And in some ways was even able to maybe where, if I can risk it here and say, where you were even trying to maybe apply some cheap grace to that wound, Mm -hmm. was able to go, hey, no, no, no. Like, it's actually worse than that. Yeah. Here's what happened. And I was able to kind of dive into, hey, like, I I didn't think about you, which sounds so harsh. It was what what you knew to be true. It was like, Mm -hmm. no, that, and that's not okay. That's so inappropriate in light of everything. Despite the situation, despite the circumstances, like that, that's not an okay thing. And it was because you came directly with this, this truth mm-hmm. in kindness, though, mm. and in honor, and in a in a really sacred way that protected the history of our friendship, that honored the present mm. circumstance that was happening, mm-hmm. but that didn't skip over the like wounding that I had caused but that allowed this opportunity for reconciliation. And here's the trick. It's like, uh, I have this belief, and I don't even know if this is like a fully biblical belief in its entirety, but mm-hmm. I do think it has traces of truth. Yeah. Of like, um, I am unable to truly forgive if there is no repentance, mm-hmm. because how can you forgive something that you don't really even know what's happening? And so you calling out my sin gave this opportunity for me to be truly repentant. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm truly repentant, now it's almost like the ball's back in your court where you get to or maybe even have to forgive. Yeah. And then the ball's back in my court to almost relay that work of like, hey, like I messed up. I need to repair some of this. Like this is a, hey, like how can I not make this mistake again going forward? Mm -hmm. How can I? And what sounds really like simple when you speak it out in theory, like, oh yeah, repentance, forgiveness, reparation, Mm -hmm. restoration, reconciliation, to actually work that out and something as simple as this, it takes a ton of time. It takes like two, three months. It takes a lot of fighting. You know? Right. It was like October through December. Yeah. That we came in your office in October and then we didn't finish our Mm -hmm. like really like whole confession. Okay, we cool. (laughs) until like the Uh end of December Mm -hmm. before the end of the year. So like it was, it was a, it was a battle and it was a fight. And I think, you know, one of the things that you mentioned was like, I think that's so important when we are dealing with fighting of community is a willingness to say something, right. But to do it kindly, Mm. to do it in love with like to one another. And then I think, you know, one of the things that made it so easy to receive and to like, give forgiveness was the confession piece. Like mm. think you talked about, you know, it's really important to have forgiveness for repentance sake, but like right before that step is this like, even if I bring it to you, the fact that you confessed it. Mm. Like I think one of 
the most healing meetings in all of this for us was the meeting where you basically gave me a Marvel movie length of time of <laughs> worth of <laughs> thinking uh-huh. take, you had taken the time hmm. to sit and to process and to think of all of the ways like there could have been hurt mm. from anything that you had said or mm. anything that you had done and you confessed it mm. to me, mm-hmm. little old me, little mm. old resource coordinator, mm. low mm. on the totem pole, mm. woman. So it, it like hit all of the layers of like our That's relationship really of being mm. like a shepherd, you're my pastor. Mm. Like, but you came in humility you cared about our friendship. You cared about a working relationship. It's not, and that's what I think sometimes fighting for community gets so complicated because our relationships are so overlapping that we're like, oh, I'm just gonna do this one piece and then it's good. And mm. it's like, no, like the depth of this is so important. I've been reading um, Praying Like Monks and Living Like Fools, mm-hmm, which his mm-hmm. book is fire. And so I'm probably gonna quote it a thousand times. Come on. But he has this analogy when we talk about forgiveness that a doctor can't heal you without an accurate diagnosis. Mm. So to confess is a way to say that I wanna name my symptoms completely and comprehensively because I want healing completely Yeesh. and comprehensively. Wow. So when we yeah, only, yeah, yeah. when we don't bring these things up and we don't confess, we're not healed. Mm. We're not able to receive what Christ has purchased for us. And I think one of the things that's really stuck with me that I've even been praying for our church is he said, one of the biggest mistakes we've made in the modern church is to reimagine spiritual maturity as the need to confess less. The unspoken assumption is as I assent in relationship with God, I confess less because I have less to confess. But true spiritual maturity though is the opposite. It's not an ascension. It's an archeological dig as we discover layer after layer of what was in us all along. Spiritual maturity means more confession, not less. And I think this was such a good example because right, it started with Mm. one simple thing that you forgot to tell me. Mm. And it led to us unraveling years of hurt Mm. by God's grace that we did not know existed. That like, you know, we had to like kind of figure out like how to interact with each other afterwards and realize like, oh my gosh, I'm basing this interaction on an assumption I had. Okay. We need to repair that. We need to work on that. We need to Mm. reconcile. But like, man, I felt better than I have in years. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, another reason why I'm so excited about this podcast is <laughs> just sit and talk with my friend yeah, and yeah, my yeah. pastor and my mm-hmm. boss. And mm-hmm. you know, it's That's like so God's good. grace. And if I can like interject there, there's a element of, ah, what's the right phrase? Like that, that dance, I'm going to call it a dance yeah, yeah. of your willingness mm. to even enter in. And by the way, thank you for honoring me. I received that of like, the confession, the fact that I felt open. You didn't have I to do, do that. You could have just been like, hey, didn't have to. it wasn't my fault. I didn't mean to, which totally. you didn't. Nothing totally. you ever did was totally. malicious. Totally. It would have been so yeah. easy to just walk. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened. Like, it just could have gone yet, so differently. So not gospel, right? So not gospel. And so it's like, okay, now this simple thing that could have been, I could have self justified. Yeah. And so could you have. And then both of us would have been trying to be our own savior, self-justifying mm. ourselves, mm-hmm. not receiving each other's grace, right. each other's confession, each other's forgiveness, each other, which is actually more gospel-like, where it's like, no, like I am filled with the spirit of God. I am the person of Christ. 
when I lay that down, you're getting pictures of Jesus and mm-hmm. ultimately, mm-hmm. and vice versa. You are the person of Christ. You have the spirit of Christ. As you speak truth, that's reminding me of Jesus. As you offer that forgiveness, it's reminding me of what Christ. Right. I don't feel condemned anymore. I don't need to justify myself mm, because Christ that's is. That's so good. So there's this temptation not to do this because it's weak, right? Mm. Like in those moments, both of us had this weakness, this yes. vulnerability. You could have come in and I could have been like, get out of my office. Absolutely. I have 5,000 other things going on. And we'll deal with it later. of weakness, we'll deal with it later. Like, yeah. It's like that could have wounded that much more. So it's risky, right? Um, I could have laid all this down and then you could have lorded that over me and used that to be like, yeah, see, and, and hold that. And then if I make a random mistake, you know, tomorrow, you're mm-hmm. like, oopsie, see, same I knew thing. I was right. See, I, was right. I knew it. Like, yeah. both of us could have operated in an anti gospel mm. mind state, you know, like, yeah. We could have been trying to be strong rather than be weak. And in this vulnerability and this risk of being weak, yeah. Christ was made strong through that. But it took both of us having to live out the gospel, which I think that's where the complexity comes in. Of right. like, It's really hard. Right. Like, and that's where I want to honor you. It's like your truth, your humility, your directness, your forgiveness, your grace, like all of these are just you being like Jesus because you're a godly woman who loves the Lord, who wants to see Christ exalted in our church, in our friendship, in your life, mm-hmm. in your marriage. And, and that's, that's really hard to do on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis. That's difficult, yo. And so it's risky because it takes two gospel people really trying to live out the gospel. And even within those, I'm sure there are moments where I probably tried to self-justify or where you probably heard a lie that you accidentally clung on to or where I said something. Try- like even within- Which is why some of it took two months. <laughs> we had to like tease apart all these things yeah, of totally, like- totally, straight up. I mean like, I know that, yeah. yeah yes. So. <laughs> but, but it's like when the gospel, it's like the friend's wounds, the power mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yes. When the power of the gospel truly takes- shape. Mm-hmm. Truly uh, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Now these small things or big things that we didn't even know existed mm-hmm. all of a sudden get unraveled and you see Jesus more freedom. clearly. There's so much more freedom. And does that take work? Yeah. The gospel yeah. takes work, right? Yeah. And yet there's like this beauty in it. I- I'm thinking about um, a-, a verse in particular uh, and you're the one that pointed this verse out. So yeah, let yeah. me just give credit. While you're looking at Well, first of all, the Apostle Paul wrote this. So, yes. <laughs> and then you <laughs> pointed it out. Too. But two, <laughs> while, yeah. while you're looking it up, it's just like, I mean, I pre- thank you for honoring me. But first and foremost, like I could come into the door. Mm. I started that conversation, not because, you know, yes, it was risky, but also I had seen and known your character. Mm. And like, there were two things that I was holding in my hand. This person that I knew that I had known for years who had practiced what he preached. My very first memory of you is you preaching and you looked out in the congregation, you said, I love you guys. And I was like, (laughs) he meant it. Hmm. And I've I've always held that. Hmm. And I've always known that that was true. And this other thing of like, all of these things are happening and they collided and they didn't make sense. And some of that is Satan. We're gonna talk about spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah. But- some of it is me. Your flesh. your consistency also to mm. practice what you preach and to love the gospel above all things mm. created the space for me to walk in imperfect, mm. emotionally uncontrolled. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but sure. <laughs> uh, and to enter into this space where like 
I came because I loved Jesus. Mm. I saw too what God was doing in our church and in through you and like, heaven forbid I get in the way of what Christ wanted to do wow. in you. Wow. This is something that is ruining a relationship. Like mm. Sin destroys, right? Yes. And so I came, though it was risky, but what helped me come was the fact that like, I loved Jesus and yeah. Jesus loves you and mm. I care about you. Mm. And so why would I want anything to destroy what God is trying to build in this kingdom. Yeah. And so it was your faithfulness over years of watching you live out the gospel that told me I could walk through that door hmm. and then I could do it again huh. the next yeah. time you mess up. Straight up. up. Yeah. Because we're going to do that. Yeah, totally. Writing for community isn't these one-off yes, yes. things. That's this a good is, word, yeah. This is, this is the war we chose to fight when we mm. chose the gospel and we chose Yeesh. Christ. Say that. <laughs> okay, look, in light of that, right? Like yeah, yeah. Ephesians 4, this is a good base oh, so text good. for what you're saying here. And I'm gonna go to the first part. You go to the second part because okay. that part stood out to you even a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. This first part, Ephesians 4, beginning in verse one, it says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord. Ooh. I don't really wanna get like pastory and like preach right now. But I mean, but why not? Listen, like I, I'm enslaved is yeah. what Paul's literally saying there. Yeah. Remember, we're not talking about modern day prison. We're talking about ancient Roman, like, hey, like I am chained up to Christ. We have I no have other choice. to do what he does. We have no other choice. And these are the sorts of things yes. that he does. Now Christ is yes. perfect. He never has to confess. He never has to. And yet even still Philippians 2, mm -hmm. a different letter, but a similar thread yeah. says that he humbles himself even almost to that sort of point. Yeah. Second Corinthians 5, where he becomes sin. Oh, you spitting. So literally, I'm like, this is a... Okay, so this prisoner for the Lord. Sorry, let me not. Um, urge you to walk in a manner worthy mm. of the calling. So if we don't do things like this, yeah. what Paul is saying is we're acting like we're not worthy of the gospel. We can, we can stop this podcast yeah. right now, <laughs> right? So the calling of which you've been called, listen, with all humility, mm -hmm. gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, in love, eager to maintain eager, the unity eager. of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit. You mm -hmm. were called to that hope, right? One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Okay, the, you, I believe, mm -hmm. I believe you modeled the gospel first, I would even say. I modeled the fall of man first. Mm. And in irony, that's actually a part of the gospel. But my sin kind of created this opportunity for either more chaos and destruction right. than what was already happening in our church or an opportunity for the gospel to step into that chaos oh, and destruction yeah. and begin to create order, which is what God always does. What that I love. So here's my sin. Here's my brokenness. Here's my... And then you were eager to maintain this mm -hmm. unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. I love that we maintain it. You mm -hmm. didn't create it. We already had it. Yes. We just maintain what's already there. We saw what was broken. Right? Yes. You saw what was broken and then allowed me to see it as well because you took this gospel step of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And so you were eager to maintain this. And I'm like, you're literally living out the gospel like you're worthy of the calling of what you have been called because you mm. are a slave to Christ. That's this beautiful. And so what sounds really ethereal like here where it's like, yeah, humility and gentleness. Ooh. You ain't come at me with a sword. You could have. A baseball bat. No, I can't. You with a baseball bat, <laughs> right? On accident, but still yeah. you didn't then return. You That's didn't retaliate true. with that. 
you retaliated with this. And I could have. I could have left. I could have said, I'm going to go find Jesus elsewhere. Yeah, because totally. don't we do that? Yes. When straight stuff up. gets hard, yes. we, Satan likes to deceive ourselves and say, oh, God, we can find you in another church. Yes. I can find you in another group of friends because life is so transient. And can we be real? Yeah. You could have. You could have. But if I thought about it, I laid it before the Lord. There as much depth if you had done that. Heck no. There's more trust. Yeah. There's more. You don't know that other person. Now there's that much more because yeah. you risked it for the gospel, yo. Yes. Come on, I'll throw this Bible off the stage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And I think I, I just love Ephesians 4 in general because I feel like even later in that passage, like it speaks so much to this whole situation of like having put falsehood away, let each one of you speak the truth mm. with his neighbor. It's like we had to start with the truth. I didn't come in with this fluff of like, hey, you kind of hurt me. I was very honest you know, um, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity for the devil. It was a choice. Wow. We had to fight. Like, I think that's why I love as sometimes trite as that can be. Like, we have to fight mm, mm. for this because letting it sit and just letting it simmer, like, is a, this is a warning to us to, like, you have to deal with this. You cannot give an opportunity yes. to the devil. And so I think... You know, it was all of these conversations. Verse 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up mm. as fits the equation that it may give grace to those who hear. And wow. like in those conversations, though both of us were wounded, we're fighting to build up Christ mm. in one another. Yes. Like pushing and pursuing the gospel for one another. And so my favorite verse being the last uh, of that situ of that section, which says in 32, be kind to one another, above all things, you were kind. Mm, thank you for him. Like, I came to you and you were kind. Mm. You were so kind. Mm. It says, okay, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, <laughs> forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And kind of like I said, that idea of like, it was my love for Christ that kept me coming through the door, this idea of being tenderhearted. Mm. And um, in the Old Testament, and kind of the translation of that word, it's like having strong vowels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, okay, if you do a word search on it and you look it up, right? You go through and you figure out where else is it used. And in Hebrew, it's the seat of tender affections. So mm, kindness, mm, benevolence, compassion, yeah, tender mercies. And I felt like that was so much of the motivation and why, honestly, it was so easy to forgive. Mm. Like as soon as confession is had, as soon as we realize that this conversation is for building up. It's like, okay, great. Like, let's go run. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this whole gospel thing. And so, yeah. And all because what do I have to hold against you when Christ has died for it? Wow, come on. Shoot. I shouldn't crucify you twice. Mm -hmm. That's not my place. Yeah. That dishonors Christ. Mm -hmm. So let's fight for truth mm. with building up and living in the tender-hearted, loving forgiveness of Christ. I love that girl. Well, listen, you were kind, you were tender-hearted, and you forgave. You followed that verse, which is what allowed it to breathe. It allowed the seeds of the gospel to bear fruit of the gospel. And so thank you, like for real, yeah. not just because we're in front of cameras. It's like, no, <laughs> like, thank you for our friendship. And I guess maybe to kind of wrap it up, like what, um, like as you're thinking about even shepherding our our body, yeah. shepherding others in this, like 
what would you say is like the the takeaway? It's like the, you know, when I do sermon, I have to write at uh, the top of my page, uh, O, S, N, W. And it's, okay, so now what? Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so now what? This is right. And, and we practiced it, but like, I don't know. What would you say like, hey, here's what I want anybody to take away from this. Yeah. What would your application be? Yes. As we say at the well, what am I going to send send yeah. this out on? Yeah. Uh, I think it's simple. Just fight for community. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I know, I, again, we said it was trite, but like, so, like it changes everything when we choose Christ yes. over ourselves. Yeah. And that was an example of this. It's mm. like, we can't let sin get in the way of what Christ wants to do. And so be a part of community, fight for it, stick it out when it's messy, because that's where you're tilling the soil to let God create fruit. Ooh, you gotta do it. That's a, you that was a it. good little word picture. Yo, I'm gonna steal that on. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to realize I steal half of my stuff from you and others when they listen to this effort. more. Yes. It is a collective effort. But yeah, That's I mean, really good, girl. Yeah. You got you to gotta let that soil be tilled. Yeah. You got to fertilize it. It's going to be stanky. Mm. You got to let it grow. Amen. I love it. So. All right. How do we wrap this up? This is our first one. So you yeah. got to have like some cute little. Well, I mean, I think that was well said. Don't you? Okay. Well said. <laughs> well said. I love it. I love it. Thanks, girl. Right. I love it. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and share. For more information, visit our website at www.thewellaustin.com slash podcast.